morning. morning. Worship is at the heart of all that we are and all that we do in the Christian life. It's important that we are ambassadors for Christ, representing Christ in this world. It's important that we share and show the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God to those who do do not know Jesus. It's important that we do the work of ministry as good Samaritans, as was the gospel reading last Sunday by serving and loving our neighbor, helping those in need. And even the Sunday uh, before that, we talked about how important it is that as we are sent into the world to be sensitive to what God is doing around us so that we can identify our people of peace or even our peoples of peace. However, before we can represent Jesus Christ as we should or imitate Him, we must spend time with Him and learn from Him. We must understand the priority of our life as Christians, which is the worship of God, spending time with Jesus, sitting at His feet, basking in His presence and glory, growing in our love and our passion for Jesus, the place in which transformation takes place. So there's this fast, fantastic and fascinating story in our gospel reading this morning about a woman who knew the importance of worship and devotion to Jesus Christ. If our love and devotion and worship of Jesus is not our first priority, then we have a major problem at the very heart of our spiritual life. God wants our hearts to be captured with love for His Son. And this relationship is nurtured and we must be intentional and disciplined in developing, maintaining, and growing. And we actually spend a lot of time talking about this here at All Saints Cathedral. First of all, I'd like us to consider Martha's situation. And I want to start off right right now and say that when I listen to other people deal with this text, I don't always agree with them. And I think sometimes Martha's thrown under the bus. And I think that we need to be cautious about that. But, but, but also, let's look to see what the text says. She received Jesus into her home and then neglected him as she prepared an elaborate meal that possibly he really didn't even need. Now, we know hospitality is important, and that, in that particular day, day, hospitality was very important, and a meal is appropriate. But sometimes we can get caught up doing things that are not priorities. Certainly, a meal was in order. But what we do with Jesus Christ is far more important than, um, than what we do for Jesus Christ. And so what we do with Him is more important than what we do for Him. So again, it's not an either-or situation. It's a matter of priority. And I, I like to look at it this way, that one flows from the other. Verse 40 says that Martha was distracted. So distraction does not imply a lack of love for the Lord. Martha indeed loved Jesus. She met Jesus in the village. She gladly welcomed him under her roof. Martha did not love Jesus less. She simply did not love him best. So when there is work for him without personal devotion and worship to him, we cannot love him best. Um, So service and, and work without devotion, worship and relationship leads to distraction. Distraction can lead to work without worship, service without devotion, and religion without relationship. So the scripture says Martha was distracted. She was dragged in many directions. She was pulled apart. 
there must have been concern about the room, the table, the meal, and the guests. And if you have ever served as host, which I think probably all of us at one point or another have done, we understand all that needs to be done, and it's very easy to get distracted in all the details. She was distracted because of all the things that she wanted to do for Jesus. Distraction leads to interrupting Christ. Working without worship can cause us to interrupt Jesus' plan for our lives and even for the lives of others. When we serve Him without seeking His face, we can actually block what He really wants to be doing in our life and in our church and in our family and our friends, our co-workers and even in the world. So we see in the story how distraction can lead to accusation. Martha accused both the Lord and Mary. She accused the Lord of not caring about her service and Mary of abandoning her without any help and uh, simply grinding out Christian work without personal devotion to Christ causes us to become bitter towards God. He does not care. And towards other Christian servants, they don't do enough. Have we ever used words like that? Now, that's rhetorical. Don't shake your head, yes or no. Because I, I think you, you probably, I think if we were honest, we probably have all thought that or have said that at some point in our Christian life. Distraction leads to power and control. Martha wanted to dominate the Lord and Mary. She desired Jesus to tell Mary what to do. Service without passion for Jesus can lead to power games. It could lead to manipulation, control, and demand. So we should pay close attention attention to Jesus' evaluation of work without worship. It leads to division, distraction, uneasiness, and worry. Verse 41, Jesus said, Martha, Martha. You're anxious and you're troubled about many things. Does this describe some of our lives this morning? To do anything about it, we have to be honest. To be worried and anxious means that we are divided and we're fragmented. Without seeking Jesus' face first, our service becomes agitated and it becomes troubling and without peace. Peace comes by first sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ. Few things are as damaging to the Christian life as trying to work for Christ without taking time to commune with Him first. Jesus said, For without me you can do nothing. Mary chose the better part, the part that could not be taken away from her. And she knew that she could not live by bread alone. The Israelites discovered that yesterday's manna turned to worms and rot. And that is why new manna was to be received each day. And I think that we can learn from that. And that we cannot rely on what happened on Sunday to give us the food for the rest of the week. We need to be able to feed and have relationship, feed on Christ and have relationship with Him throughout the week. Because yesterday's manna is today's dung. I'm sorry, I just had to say that. It's just reality. So yes, we can rely on yesterday's and even last year's promises from God's Word. However, a fresh relationship with Jesus today is where our daily food and sustaining life and fresh nourishment come. So whenever we criticize others and pity ourselves because we feel overworked, we should take the vital time to examine our lives. Perhaps in all of our busyness, we have been ignoring the Lord, the place from which our servanthood and love for others comes. 
Martha's problem was not that she had too much work to do, but that she allowed her work to distract her and to pull her apart. And most importantly, cause her to miss the presence of Jesus Christ. She was trying to serve two masters. If, if serving Christ makes us difficult to live with, then something is terribly wrong with our service. It might be an indicator that it is not flowing first from sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ. Let's just stop for a moment and think about this. Jesus is sitting in her house. Jesus is sitting in her house. Does that just change the picture for us? Jesus is sitting in her house. Now, some of us would still want, okay, Jesus is sitting in our house. I still want to make sure that, you know, everything's dusted and cleaned and prepared and looks nice and tidied up and, and you know, everything's warm and the tea is served, you know, all those things. I, when we get that. <laughs> but we need to remember Jesus is sitting in, Mary, in, in Martha's house. And think about this this morning. You know, when we come to worship, I think we take it for granted of the reality that Jesus is sitting in this house. Jesus is sitting in our neighbor's. He's living inside of us. Jesus promises to be with us in the sacrament of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, the sacrament of Holy Communion. Jesus promises to be with us through Holy Scripture. So we not only believe in the real presence of Jesus in the sacrament, but we believe in the real presence of Jesus speaking through His Word. He's the ultimate authority. He's present. He speaks by the Holy Spirit through His Word to each one of us. And we, we are not to take that for granted. Jesus is here. Jesus is sitting in our house. We can count on Martha to say, let's get in there and get our hands dirty. Yes, she wanted to please the Lord, but she made the common mistake of offering work for worship and activity instead of relationship. Jesus wanted her attention, but she offered him many activities. I don't necessarily think that the the Word of God says that her heart was wrong. It was just she was distracted. Think about that. Let's don't beat her up. I think she gets an unfair rap at times. But as a result, she wore herself out. And this is why we have so much burnout in ministry, because it doesn't always start at the feet of Jesus Christ. When we start at his feet, then our activities and lives become worship and all that we do. So the key is to have right priorities. It's vitally important that we spend time at the feet of Jesus Every day. Now, we could say that in different ways, but let's, I'm using the context of our gospel reading, and I'm talking about this figurative language of spending time at the feet of Jesus, but we can say it in different ways. Having a conversation through prayer, worshiping, letting Him share His word with us, His will, His purposes, His desires, realigning ourselves with His word through confession and repentance. And there's a lot of other things that I could say. But the most important part of the Christian life is the part that only God sees. Unless we meet Christ each day, we will soon end up like Martha, busy and distracted, preoccupied, and our minds racing, fragmented and pulled apart. Now, when I think of all those words, busy, distracted, preoccupied, minds racing, fragmented, pulled apart, I just think of Southern California freeways. I mean, just think about it. I think about life in Southern California. It's easy to get caught up in all this craziness. It's easy to be fragmented and pulled apart and confused and on and on and on. That's why it's important that we spend time with Jesus. Or... 
I mean, we could actually spend time with Jesus when we're in the car, too. And even when people are doing crazy things around us, we could spend time with Jesus. We could be mindful, turn off the, the music that's just beating in our heads anyway, and just pray. There's just all kinds of ways that we can spend time with Christ. It would be a horrible mistake to assume that every problem we're going through today or every anxiety or distraction is because we haven't spent enough time at the feet of Jesus. It would also be a horrible mistake, mistake to, con, to con, not to consider it because the Holy Spirit wants to talk with us and he invites us to be in relationship with him so that we can ultimately follow him and obey him. Mind racing, fragmented, pulled apart. Does that describe any of us this morning? Unfortunately, I can relate to this at different seasons in my life. And that is why it is good to step back to reassess to let other people speak into my life, let the Holy Spirit speak. It's important for me and for you to practice Sabbath and solitude and silence, to refuel, to drop to our knees once again, to cling to the old rugged cross. All effective and lasting Christian service, sustaining power comes from an intentional, disciplined relationship with Jesus Christ, sitting and feeding and worshiping and praying at his feet, in his presence. Those who wait on his presence renew strength, as the scripture says. So there is the devotion of attention. All busyness without this attentiveness to Jesus can lead to burnout. So are we giving Jesus the devotion of attention or are we fragmented and distracted? Jesus said, But one thing is necessary, and out of that one thing grows all everything else. As Jesus says in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first his rule and his reign, where he rules as king over our life. And then all these things, services, preparations, activities, provisions, shall be added unto you. This devotion and love and worship is a chosen priority. Mary has chosen what is better. We should not live on the level of compulsive activity, but on the level of choosing the place from which all of life flows, the spring of living water, the feet of Jesus. This devotion, worship, relationship, and passion for Jesus has a promised durability. Jesus said in verse 42, it will not be taken away from her. Only worship of and relationship with Jesus Christ lasts forever. So no one can take away our experience with the triune God. Now think about it. There in Martha's room, as we've already said, was the creator of the universe, the Son of God. And he wanted to spend time with her. God is here. He's here in the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, in the presence of the Holy Spirit is with us today. He wants to spend time with us. So let's rethink the way we act and what we do and we come together and worship today. Let us be reminded that God is here. He wants to spend time with us. And he wants to spend time with us not just individually, but corporately. All Martha could think about in a a manner of speaking was doing the dishes. It's actually rather crazy if you really think about it. It was as if uh, Mary was saying, Martha, let us seize this opportunity, this wonderful moment to sit sit at the feet of Jesus. Martha just had to get those dishes done. 
Martha was going around in circles and she was over, over, um, over-occupied. I think we get the picture. Do you know why? Because this describes many of us. Martha had her hands on her hips and demanding, Lord, will you tell my lazy sister of mine to get in the kitchen and help me clean up? It really sums up a lot of our lives going around in circles. He longs to be in relationship with each one of us sitting at his feet. Everything we do comes out of this treasured place, the good portion, the better option, and to do it regularly with intentionality and discipline. You know, the holy vessels still need to be cleaned and they still need to be prepared. The children and youth need to be discipled. The poor still needs to eat. We still need ushers to greet people and hold and hand um, inserts and say hi and let people know where the restroom is and where the children's da, 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 go on and on and on and on. The bulletins still need to be folded. People, um, you know, we still need to be available for weddings and funerals. They need to be performed. We still need acolytes, acolytes to serve during worship. We need uh, lay readers. And the, it just, we are a very busy church and we need people to serve. The church cannot function apart from you and your service. However, This is the most important part of this message. May it all flow from the treasured place in his presence at his feet. And then our lives and activities and service becomes worship, a sweet fragrance and a blessing to others. You know, this week we have an opportunity to serve our community through Art Week. We will be busy. Lots of cooking and preparation. But I want to give us a caution. May we not serve in exhaustion. Spend time with Jesus and let our service flow from time with Him. And we also believe that as we serve, He will refresh us if we will allow our service to flow from worship. Let us try not to pit our service and worship against each other. They flow out of one another. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.